0: Hello, I am back, back from my holiday, which turned into an absolute disaster. <laughs> Some of you may or may not know, um, I did go on a two-week holiday and it was going to be a gorgeous escape with my husband, uh, two weeks in Santorini, Budva and Kotor, and I felt extremely ill um, on day four was in a third world hospital and um, had meningitis. Let's just say that you wouldn't wish it upon your worst enemy, as they say. And I have stories that I will never forget that I want to, that you, um, yes, let's just say I'm extremely glad to be back on Australian soil. (laughs) So my apologies that we had a bit of a break with Cashflow Candy. We had some of these interviews ready to go, but I obviously hadn't done the intro and the outro. So um, today I am so glad to be back and so glad to be sharing with you the amazing Sam Buckingham. This is a powerhouse woman. You're about to hear a journey of a woman that has built an incredible brand for herself based on her voice, her connection to the camera, and her gorgeous face. Now, Sam Buckingham, if you don't recognize her name, believe me, once you see her or you see all the hundreds and hundreds of commercials that she's been on, you will recognize her face immediately. Sam has built a business based on herself, which is a product, right? Her voice and her expertise for the past 20 years. She's been a TV presenter on some of Australia's biggest TV commercials, some of the major brands such as Optus, Telstra, Big Pond, Foxtel, Lendlease. She's been on Channel 9, um, TVSN, you name it. She's been out there and has built such a strong reputation for exactly what it is that she does. So what are you going to walk away with today besides learning the journey of Sam Buckingham? Sam imparts so many great takeaways when it comes to public speaking and getting your voice out there. If you think if you're doing Facebook Lives, webinars, presenting from stage, holding meetings, you name it, the importance of the inflection of your voice, the words and how you use your words, the impact of your delivery, the speed of your speech and conscious speech. She goes into all of this and more. It's such a great interview. You're going to laugh, you're going to be pulled in, and you're just going to absolutely love Sam. You cannot help but love her voice. She just makes you smile. So please, without further ado, let me introduce you to the gorgeous Sam Buckingham. Hi, this is Annette Lackovich, and you're listening to Cashflow Candy. Join me while I interview successful entrepreneurs, business specialists, and share the ultimate information, helping you increase your Hours doing what you love. So let's start making some candy for your business. Ladies, I have somebody who I've just been spending the last half an hour with, uh, chatting pre-interview, laughing (laughs) consistently. And I tell you what, when you meet someone for the first time and they make an impact as this person has done with me, um, you'll never forget them. I actually recently did a, uh, a talk at a ladies' group called The Mother's Den and I could see somebody in the audience who just looked familiar and I kept looking at her and she was very immaculate and I don't know what it is about speakers and about presenters but um, I think we are very focused on um we're one of the best dressed people in the room if I have to say that myself and this lady just stood out she was immaculate she was impeccable her dress just and just the eye contact was just so engaged with what I was saying but I knew she was somebody anyway at the end of the speech everyone then starts to mingle and network and this lady walks up to me and I said I know your face from somewhere and she says, "Yes, look, you know, I'm, I'm Sam Buckingham. I, you know, I've done a fair bit on TV. Maybe you've seen me on TV. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> I felt like I had just met Oprah, and I think I said that to you, Sam <laughs> uh, because you were the Oprah Winfrey of TV commercials and infomercials, <laughs> and I got starstruck for a moment. Um, and what oh I loved, God. what I absolutely loved." was the next line that she said and this is what I want everyone to take away when you are building your business and you're going out there and you're networking she actually said this she said Well, I wanted to come up and introduce myself and I'd love to know, you know, what we can do as a collaboration together in the future. And I tell you what, that just set off the the relationship from there because it had me thinking, what can I do to collaborate with her? And um, we've done some work in the past. We've got some work that's coming up that we've just discussed on the phone. um, (laughs) And it brings me um, great pleasure to present and share Sam Buckingham with you today. Congratulations, Sam, on being on Cashflow Candy and a big welcome.
1: Thank you, darling. It's a pleasure to be here and I'm always privileged to uh, spend some time with you, (laughs) particularly in the work zone. Yes.
0: Well, I uh, wanted to bring you on to Cashflow Candy um, for two reasons. The first one is you have built an incredible brand around your face and around your voice um mm-hmm. i i knew who you were but i knew your face more. Yes. and when you said your name right. i was like oh my gosh yes that's, that's the name <laughs> but you've built an incredible <laughs> brand so normally for cash flow right. candy we bring on uh either women that have really created a great brand a great business a great company um in and they're fabulous business women and entrepreneurs the other side right. is we bring on expert speakers and you you sit in both sides for me. So um, that's why I've actually brought mm-hmm. you on. And I would love to dive in deep with sharing your story about how you mm-hmm. built your brand around your face and your voice. And, um, and okay. if we can then dive into really your expertise and what you actually can teach these ladies about public speaking, um, that would be a great way to, to to go, I think, for today. Does that sound good? Yep. Yeah, Sounds fab, sounds so, fab. Let's do it. Let's do it. Take us back. I want to know everything, good, baby. baby. I want to know <laughs>
1: how did it all start? How did you get on TV? Where did, where did this all start? Okay, well, look, it was actually by um, by accident that it happened because I studied, through school I studied speech and drama through Trinity College of London, mm. but I lived next door to the speech teacher. So while all of my friends were hanging at the train station, flirting with the boys from the local private school, <laughs> walking home with the boys and playing bass, shooting hoop and stuff, I had to come home and go to speech lessons and it was wow. not cool. Anyhow, um, I, so I, I it's kind of like the old school elocution, where mm-hmm. you know how now brown cow, and I thought, oh my gosh, if anyone knew I was doing this, they'd die. <sighs> However, it little did I know then, but it yeah. came to frame the rest of my life and my career, mm-hmm. and it was the best thing that I've ever done because I developed a, a strong. Uh, speaking voice which held me in good stead for any types of public position and positions um and any jobs that had me you know dealing Mm -hmm. with public or at the forefront of a business or what have you because you lead with your voice Mm -hmm. um Anyhow, after that I got into some theatre and I was picked up after uh, a Sydney actor came to support me. It was just amateur Mm theatre and he congratulated me for a good show and suggested I take it further. I went looking for an agent, got an agent. He said, you've got a... TV face. Let's get you on TV. Oh, this Wham, is like bam, you off want to off I went? Journey, isn't it like someone calls yeah. you
0: being on stage, like that's just like a girl's dream,
1: right? Oh, well it was, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, whatever, I'll go with you." And um, I got I auditioned for a um, as a role as a presenter on the Australia's television shopping network. So most mm-hmm. people know it as TVSN. Mm-hmm. and I had my first TV job within like four weeks of being with this agent and then there I was just presenting one-hour live shows on television. Now, um, yeah, so I was like, gosh, it all happened really quickly. Because Oh, oh what my gosh. Because i stage? It. That's That's a
0: massive difference when you go in front of a camera to being in front of an audience. I know.
1: I know, but, you know, I, I don't know why I should have been more nervous in front of an audience because I had like 300 people sitting in the audience watching me be thrown around the stage in a, a violent domestic violence um, scene. But uh, the camera just rattled my nerves more than anything. And it, yeah, it took some time, but I did get some coaching and that sort of thing. So it just started from there. I started on TVSN and then I had an agent who would put me for auditions or castings, as we call it, and I'd pick up commercials and i got swept up into the very lucrative um world of advertorials and infomercials and they are the sort of three and four minutes well advertorials are those segments that are placed within a morning chat show mm-hmm. and in australia we had um good morning australia or the burt newton show as it was years ago and then it became mornings with kerry-ann and we had the circle on channel 10 after um mm-hmm. after uh, good morning australia and and uh, the morning show, etc., um, and so they're paid segments by um, brands come in and advertise their product, and yes. those brands use presenters such as me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing, so, and it was a very. <laughs> you remember seeing me? Look, most people who would go to a gym is likely to have seen me because they're on the treadmill or doing their exercise yeah. class and all the TVs are on in the mm. in the gym. So you probably saw me every morning. Yeah, and it's Little crazy. did you know it, there I was.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's crazy because I'm not a big TV, like I don't watch a lot of te- television. So I don't know how no. I actually would see you and maybe that's it because <laughs> I knew your face probably when very, you, very your well.
1: day. Pardon? Yes, yeah. Back probably back in your gym days when yeah, you used to well, run the gyms and then, yeah, absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. if you've been in hospital, like a lot of people tend to watch more television in hospital because they're lying down and the, the TV's above them, they just channel surf. And yeah, often no I will would come happen. up at random times through the day and night on on um you know free to air and, and pay TV channels. <laughs> That'd be so good. advertising, oh, yeah, hot sand fucking yes, a- hair.
0: <laughs> But <laughs> it was it was a really competitive time back then to be able to you know go through the castings like what was that like actually to really be able to get chosen
1: um look it's it's highly competitive and it can really knock your self confidence and your sense of self through you know knock mm. it around a lot um so it but i I don't know, you just come to get a thick skin and, you know, you might get one every six, you might get one every eight, you might never get Mm -hmm. the one. Mm-hmm. But the odds aren't that high for the majority of us. Um, however, then it became a point where I got so well-known in the yeah. direct response advertising area that I would just get booked without the casting yeah. because people knew me, producers have worked with me before, um, they'd contact my agent or start to come to me directly and say, Sam, are you available for this and that? So that was a really good place to be where I no longer had to go for castings as such. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like when it, when Cruise, there were sort of anyone knows t- who Tom Cruise is, and they'll just choose. Hey, well, I so like that.
0: <laughs> Thank you in there. Yeah, it's so similar. There's so many similarities between me and Tom Cruise. Yeah. I was yeah, trying exactly. to think of a female that I came to mind and I was like, Well, you know, you you're now just you know
1: you're, you're the chosen one. <laughs> you're the ghost chosen one. The, mm. Oh my god, I wish. But just in that little in that little realm, I, I got I got known, so that was good. Yeah, and um, I would get called a lot. And I had I used to have a couple of shoots every week, and the money was good. And you're only on set for you in hair and makeup for an hour. You're usually on set for an hour, and you know turnaround times four hours for me to do an editorial mm-hmm. to drive to the studio, hair and makeup, get changed, shoot for an hour, come back. So you know it was a great little life of mm-hmm. um, four hour days. Just um,
0: yeah. Total off going off course here, but <laughs> hair and yeah, makeup—you can do that with me. Your, your 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 neighbours, like I always think to myself, my neighbours—they're always shocked when they see me go out to speak because I'm so immaculate. The hair's done, the makeup done. they have got the amazing outfit on, and then they might see me got
1: heels on at ten foot heels at ten a.m. in the morning.
0: Uh, yeah, and then they <laughs> see me, and you know, I'm in the the, the 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 trackies. You know what I mean? And the hair's put up in a the ponytail. There's no makeup on, and I really think. There's such a difference in what they see. Is that what it's like for your neighbors when you used to come home from being on TV and the makeup's nice and thick and you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: I remember once doing a shoot I had an early morning shoot and um I had a babysitter I had an au pair living with me minding the kids and I I was on I did two advertorials really early in the morning no it might have been alive in Martin Place with channel seven and I raced back I had this skin tight dress on that was when I had a nice figure and a face packed full of makeup and my hair back combed and sprayed it like I could have been in a cyclone and my hair wouldn't have moved right (laughs) (laughs) and I came and whisked my daughter off and went off to Jim Baroo and I sat. That I walked in a bit late because I race. I had big heels on, and I came into Jimbaroo, and all of these mums just looked at me. They looked exhausted, like they just looked like train wrecks. You know, they'd had a bad night breastfeeding with their teething or colicky baby, and here comes this freak, which was me. You know, doled up, and I was like. Oh, all these eyes were just looking at me, and I looked like a drag queen in a show. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, I ended up sort of talking to people later saying, look, sorry, I, look, I've just been working this morning, so the, I don't usually come like this to Jimbo <laughs> not, not only this gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I had talons on me, like bright orange nails that looked like I could have clawed my child's skin. But um, I was careful.
0: <laughs> was, is there pressure on you now to still looking good or still looking immaculate, like is there, is there like pressures on that? Because I know when, I don't know if you know uh, Marina Pasolaris. She uh, was from a modelling background and she's got this amazing um, uh, movement that she's creating for the young women. And um, I just know what goes into models and, you know, how much psychology goes into them looking good and staying fit. How does that play a role with you in TV, and what's the yes. after effects of that for you now?
1: um Look, I, I'd like to say that it, it does, but I, I've got to say I'm not. I'm not uh, looking as good as I used to in my heyday. Um, I think that comes a little bit with age and. Um, and I'm not so much in the sort of spotlight so much anymore, so I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. But um, Did you worry yeah, back
0: I then? Think was, there, was there more pressure? Like if you uh, wanted to just go down the street
1: just to grab some milk and some <laughs> eggs? Oh, look, occasionally, like I, I'd have to think about it. And sometimes I'd say, no, it's cool, I can go down looking like this. Or other times I'd say, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I cannot go down looking like this. But, you know, like some days, I remember one day my daughter put a Peppa Pig um, clip in my hair, and I went down to Coles, and I went through the checkout, and the lady said, "Oh, that's pretty." And I said, oh, "Hi, thank you," because I forgot it was there. Um, but look, that that happens to the best of us when we're mums. I don't really care. Yeah, I think it's the mindset you have around it, and I don't mm. really mind. And I think really with children, about it. you learn a lot, don't you? <laughs> Oh, you do. Look, you know, you have vomit on your top and a pepper pig hair clip in your hair. Who you yeah. can really worry at that point? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so tell me about um, really some of the the things that you've really learnt from the execution of um, speech and presentation on TV. Like, what what did you really learn over those years? Because I know it was a law of greater order, is really what happened when you were back as you're a child when you're learning these like elocution lessons what did you learn when Mm -hmm. applying them on tv what were some of the big standouts for you
1: um well the first thing was that I was so grateful that I was a conscious speaker because when you learn something like speech and drama You learn about, you learn to actually study yourself and your delivery. And look, most people don't. Most people see speaking as a birthright. And the lucky ones of us can speak without uh, an impediment and without a disability. we can all speak, so that's usually as far as most of us come when we when it comes to um, assessing or reviewing our speaking. but I had to dive deeply into delivery and study it as like a science. so I therefore could become a purposeful and conscious speaker whereby I had control of my pace mm-hmm. I had control of my emotions and I, as I speak to you now I'm going to vary my speech around so that you can hear the difference I know the I I know the power that comes from varying my emotion and my volume so mm-hmm. that I can draw people into me or have a different impact by becoming bigger. I understand what these techniques can do. So therefore, I could, uh, I operated in sort of like my sweet spot, I guess. I was mm-hmm. a lot more comfortable with my delivery than some of the other girls. Don't get me wrong, I was still nervous because it's a whole other thing, just being in front of a camera, especially when you roll to record for a live show, there's no room to, to stuff it up. But I do know what I'm doing when it comes to speaking. mm so, uh, yeah, the lessons really held me in good stead for, for presenting and for speaking and for crafting a, um, a concise message that people could understand. Yeah. So using words, words effectively and um, consciously.
0: And especially yeah. when you were saying some of the segments might be in three to four minutes, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that scripted? Was it like a sales script that you had to learn? um mm-hmm. is that you've been in flow like what actually happens there
1: it's actually a, a a script the whole thing is scripted and put on auto cue, which is like the rolling screen oh God, behind I the camera rolling auto cue. yeah <laughs> oh come and <laughs> learn with me i'll i'll work on you darling um but yeah but i think the what happens is when you speak it's very different to um the part of the, the part of the brain that you use when you speak is different to the part of the brain you use when you read and what happens is we the the marketing people write the script for you to say it but they tend to write it more as one would read it and if you don't understand how to interpret and change the um, red word into a spoken word it can sound like you're reading So the art to that is to actually, of course, prepare. You must prepare with every script. Mm -hmm. And I teach all of my students that no matter what you're doing, you must prepare because you need to mark up a script. So I mark up where to pause, where to do an upward inflection, Mm -hmm. where to do a downward inflection, how to become bigger and more excited. So I'll underline it and put put it in bold so that I become bigger and where to back off a little bit Mm -hmm. and pull back. So, I can create the emphasis where I want it to go and how it sounds natural to the ear. So, I mark up my script and I will mark up the auto cue and I'll say to the auto cue person, Could you put a comma there or could you bold that word, please? Could you inflect that one or mm-hmm. emphasize or turn that into italics, please? So that when I'm reading the script, I can see in my peripheral vision. You know, you can see what's coming up, the words that are coming up next. Mm -hmm. I know I can see something jump out of the screen and I think, okay, I'm going to go big there because I can't actually go in. You can't go in and change the words. So they're not actually my words that I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So they can feel a little bit clunky and clumsy um, because it's not your natural verbiage. Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's important that you go over it and kind of try and turn it into yours if you can and look all of these scripts are are checked by the by the legal people as well so you've got to be very careful not to change anything yeah (laughs) Yeah. because there's there's such
0: an interesting crossover there between that uh what you're saying and with what i do with salespeople. so with the corporates i'll go in and i'll train their staff And they'll have a script, Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, I'm not big on scripts as in doing it word for word because I want them to be able to add their own authenticity and I want them to be able to go off track if the customer goes off track, to pull them back in. But the one thing I actually teach um, is I actually teach about the intonation of the voice and the speed from the difference from the introduction Ah. to the invitation of an appointment. So, it's Fabulous. quite interesting because we actually, I, I teach the, the speed of, great, well, the next part is, Sam, is I'm going to pass you over to Jonathan and Jonathan's now going to take you through the next step. So, I teach them how to speed it up to match the excitement. So, it's actually really interesting yes. what you're saying there um, and such a crossover because obviously, you know, when you're doing the information, infomercials, you're selling, Right.
1: Yes. And, yes. Yeah. It's but I awesome. don't do it all at the same p- pace. Like mm. there's the there's the key sales pitch in this in the spiel. Yes. And I will certainly slow down around the key sales pitch so mm-hmm. that people know what the number is mm-hmm. and how much time they've got to get it and <laughs> yeah, what the call to action is. He can't say that <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. That's right. But you know, I'll, sometimes, I'll be given four minutes. It's a four minute interview, and we'll do a test read, and it might come mm-hmm. through at 4.22. So oh we've God. got to shave 22 seconds off it. I don't shave the time off at the call to action or the pitch, yeah. the sales pitch. I will shave the time off around the, the words that perhaps I could throw away a little bit. So definitely you emphasise some parts of your spiel, Mm. some parts of your speech, and you take the emphasis off the others. And it's those ones that you could perhaps throw away where you can speed up and gloss over a little bit more. Yeah, than you can with your key message
0: you never mm. want to speed up the sales part that's exactly what we teach from selling from the stage as well which is you you need to allow that time to do your pitch because so many people get on stage and they're so in the moment of presenting their message and connecting with the audience mm. and they actually don't leave enough time to actually do their pitch and I just had one of my mastermind clients um she has what I called the talk of the town and we do a mm-hmm. 90-minute presentation, so we allow 30 minutes for the sales part plus with a Q&A mm-hmm. at the end. And <laughs> she went to oh, yeah. nearly 90 minutes for the whole presentation and forgot the sales pitch. And it just kills the sale. Oh, no. And it's just, yeah, and I was like, that's the one yes. thing. That's the one thing that you want to make sure that you allow time for. And people learn through the sales process as well. They're learning as whatever your, it is that you're pitching, a confused customer won't buy. And it's so important to leave that no, time no way, there no way. to to take that time. There's such a crossover there, um, with what you what you do. Big, big
1: one, yeah, love it. And what do you do? And look, I think one thing there too in it. I, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you there. Um, but your audience need time to absorb what you're saying, mm-hmm. and your audience need time to make their own assessment about what you're offering them. And they need that time in real time. Yes. So when you're delivering your offer, you need to allow time for them to apply it, to, for them to have a look at how that would work in their life and how it would fit to their current schedule. They're all the things that they're um, balancing up in their head mm-hmm. while you're delivering your offer. Mm. So if you were like a bull gate and delivering your offer really, really fast, they have no time yeah. to do what is necessary mm-hmm. for them to form and make a, a well-thought-out decision.
0: Yeah,
1: love it. And that, that's really crucial.
0: Mm. You've actually said um, with some of the things that you'd love to give the audience today, one of them was talking about the magic number of three. Can we go there? Can
1: you actually mm. go into
0: that? Because that just sounds really amazing. I think it'd be really
1: great to, to learn more. Yeah, Absolutely. Look, it's a great one, isn't it? Um, The human brain, and there's actually a lot of studies um, that show this as well. The human brain is wired to receive um, information through patterns. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the smallest number that forms a pattern is the number three, da, da, da. Yes. Mm -hmm. da, 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 okay, that's a pattern. But if we look at the number two, da, da, that's not forming a pattern. There has to be three digits to form a pattern. And so therefore, yeah, and our brain is wired to receive information in groups of patterns, okay, Mm -hmm. groups of sounds. Before language, babies understood sounds, okay, before they turned into words. Like we go, ah, 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 or we might go, ah, ah. But they understand, ah, 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 is no, don't do that. Mm -hmm. It's a pattern. It's a sound that they know that means don't do that. So our brain is wired for this. And the number three is the magic number. So if you think about stories with young children, we've got the three little pigs, Mm -hmm. the three blind mice, the three stooges the three musketeers etc yeah. why is it that they're all about 3 yeah and when we write a play there's usually three so, sort of the there's usually three parts to the the well the screenplay right there's the foreground the mid ground and the the background there's the start the middle and the end and that's kind of like the beaches it's the same thing there's it's three three when we create something exactly because the human brain is wired to receive and much better retain information if it's delivered in threes now, let's bring this into the current day because there's something, I'm a bit of a stickler for it, but we all have a, a mobile phone number and in Australia it's, you know, 0407-123-456 or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I struggle with, so let's say the number is 0407-123-456. Um, I, ha- I struggle. It's designed that way to say four numbers in the beginning, then two lots of three. Yeah. Or some people do. Uh, some people change it and they say 04071234 and then end it with five. <laughs> it it, 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 up with right? and that I, I stand there and I look at them and I go oh no I can't catch up and have a coffee with you because you speak in a totally different language to me I don't understand that and why would you do that to a phone number It's just well laid out just as it is Anyway, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit funny like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it's easy to remember someone's number if you give them a group of four and then two lots of three afterwards.
0: And it, with, with um, make- usable content, is how would how would the listeners best use this? Is this like when they're creating names for things as well, like for, for product
1: names or um, bingo? Absolutely, names. you're onto it. Yeah, Def- definitely yes. Um, the, definitely having something that's well, you know, for, it might not be their business name or the program name, but when you use a tagline yeah. underneath it, just thinking um, that right that's really, yeah, that's a really good way of you know of adding something in. Yeah, something in threes that's catchy. Mm. Yeah, like um, I mean, look at hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil, or whatever that one is. Yeah, um, that's the power of three. Mm. Um, mm. There's, I've just lost my notes. Have you got my notes there, my darling? Yeah, yeah. You've got, got the, location, location, location.
0: It's funny actually because yes. I teach feature, 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 price, price, price. I so do. when I'm teaching sales. I don't want the salesperson to talk just about the feature. It's the outcome. So if you're talking feature, the customer automatically thinks about the price instead of thinking about the outcome, which then, you know, you get a lot of objections. So I teach you my training. I go feature, 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 and they yell
1: back price, price, price. (laughs) And that's in threes. It's in threes. And you're doing it subconsciously without actually realising that there's actually real reason why you're doing it. Fish yeah so in speaking it's really really powerful so you know life liberty and the pursuit of happiness mm. these are some 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 quotes in 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 um famous speeches government of the people by the people for the people or friends yes. romans countrymen yeah or blood, blood sweat, sweat and tears, tears. You know? yeah. <laughs> yes. faith hope and charity and on it goes so yeah and also you know in, in, in humor great examples of the power of 3 is in the world of, of comedy where there's um the, you know the classic joke structure is a setup an anticipation and a punchline mm. so it allows for uh, the three part grouping allows for the building of tension mm-hmm. and then to be released thanks to the surprise yeah. and also the absurdity like that's contained in the third element Fantastic. So, yeah, it's just how we're, we're geared. And so if you know that and you're needing to write a, a script mm-hmm. for your webinar or if you're needing to write something for video or if you're wanting to interview someone, mm-hmm. you can deliver your content. For example, use three bullet points.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: what I'm going to teach you in my course is um, X, Y and Z yeah. because people will retain X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. They're less likely, about, it's about 20% less likely to retain something if you add one more bullet point
0: crazy Mm. so you've talked about being conscious with speaking it's also being conscious with the 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 creation as well and applying the the rule of three to that
2: Mm.
1: yes absolutely so when you're creating your content that you're going to verbally deliver you need to create it from the with the end in mind so how do I need to say this that will be most impactful?
0: Mm. What's created the change mm. now? You've got a new direction, or not new. You're you're leveraging now everything that you've done on TV. <laughs> Let's talk about that that, mm-hmm. that that change of direction. How did how did that happen, or what was okay. the significant shift to go? There's a new opportunity.
1: Okay, well, look, I have to be really honest with you here and your audience, but I I hit an age where my work just my workload just decreased really rapidly and I pretty much came to a screeching halt in the advertising world the tv advertising world in Australia so I had a good 20 plus year career Mm -hmm. and um, it just I literally just hit a mark over 40 by the way um, whereby I'm no longer sought after because if you think about the advertising world is aspirational So, if you were wanting to sell something to, say, for example, a 35-year-old woman, Mm -hmm. generally, you wouldn't use a 35-year-old woman to sell to that person. You'd use a 30-year-old or maybe a 28-year-old or maybe even a 26-year-old, okay? So, I I did really well, like, when I was in my 30s, even up to 40, Mm -hmm. I spoke to – I represented Australia's largest household decision maker, which is women – between 30 and, say, 40, let's say a rough average. So I actually, um, when I was in my late 20s to my late 30s, even up to 40, I was pretty heavily booked and quite busy representing and speaking to these audiences and I represented some, you know, major household brands, from news um, and internet services to home lenders to, you know, mortgage brokers, et cetera, and big, massive building companies. Um, but I sort of got over that age and I no longer am chosen or it's it's proven that, I, you know, somebody of my age is no longer effectively speaks to that um, key decision maker in households. So I really became quite fairly quiet and I thought, oh, my gosh, <laughs> aside from my ego being extremely hit, um, and me having to come to terms with it, and which I did and that's fine, I thought, okay, well, I've got this huge skill set that I have used for 20 plus years yeah. and I have represented some of our biggest brands in Australia. Why can't I use this to help people help themselves?
0: Yeah. Or and why can't I become my own brand? Gosh, because like, everything, yes. online speaking, presentation, representation
1: visibility is everything yeah. everything isn't it making yourself visible mm. so I thought oh gosh I can really do that so I just decided to I actually spent a bit of time and had a coach and I did a program on learning how to become an entrepreneur and set up a program and kind of productize my my skills so that I had something that people could purchase mm-hmm. which is you know, it's um, becoming a speaker or being able to present effectively or, or speak effectively in front of whatever your stage is. So your mm-hmm. stage might be um, in the boardroom at work or it might be doing presentations to groups of people from a stage mm-hmm. or you might be wanting to build, to make videos or host a podcast like you're doing yeah. or conduct a webinar. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to do that so that you constantly re-engage your audience Rather than putting them to sleep or boring them to death, yeah, um, is really is really key.
0: It's really and
1: uh, so well. Sorry, you go. <laughs> I've just got no, go you no, Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead.
0: I just wanted to acknowledge <laughs> okay. your honesty and the transparency of just you know the journey, um, from from being in show business, being on TV, being you know in, in the eye of um, you know the general public and then mm-hmm. suddenly noticing like this difference. And it's just so nice to, to hear the transparency from that. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Thanks. M- my mum actually thank always you. used to say, um, and you might be able to correct me if, if she's wrong, <laughs> she always used to say <laughs> men, um, something, ugh, I, I can't get the exact words, but it was something like men last longer on TV than women
1: right it was something along the
0: lines of that um
1: right yeah Yeah, they tend to they 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 do hold um look you know i was in the advertising section so i represented brands i didn't work for a network as a, a news anchor journalist or a weather girl i did a bit of weather i did a bit of weather once but um i ended up being in advertising for brands you will find that um Men are less in that area. They might be sports commentators or a weather guy or a news anchor or a journalist. Um, and, therefore, uh, the, the same rules don't apply to the journalism roles as they do in branding and advertising. Right. And there are a lot more girls, a lot more females, in that branding advertising area. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy, there are some guys in that area too. And pretty much, yeah, I even think for them they, they, they can last this. You know, the test of time a little bit longer mm. than women. Yeah, yeah, I think I think your mum's right. I can hear a
0: beautiful little bird in the yeah. background. Is that your birdie? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Tweety. Tweety bird?
0: Tweety bird, yes. <laughs> Is it really what you've called your bird, Tweety Bird?
1: No, I didn't call it my kids called I it. I was gonna bird, yeah. <laughs> And look, we used to have another one that was Rocky. And um he didn't he didn't survive. He anyway. Sad end to Rocky. 20 so births beat Rocky. 20 births. <laughs> 20 births beat Rocky. you he go, in the ring, off. in the cage.
0: Touched him off.
2: Him <laughs> off. Touched well, him
0: well off. Sam, um, oh, I would great, love buddy. to be able to get your message out now with what you're actually doing. I know you've got a gift for um, the listeners today. Um, can you tell them mm-hmm. a bit more about the gift that you actually have available for them?
1: Sure. Well, look, I, I'm so passionate about um, helping people get their message out there. But more than that, feeling absolutely okay as themselves, standing up from whatever the stage is and speaking. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that people come to me for is like, oh, I hate the sound of my voice or I sound like an idiot or a lot of people speak too quickly because nerves overtake them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've prepared a, I've got a free video series that um, you can access via my website. And the free video series is called How to Present with Impact because, and I share some master speaking techniques, which is just simply like using pauses knowing how and when to use pauses so that you can consciously choose where to place them. It spaces out your presentation. It makes you feel a lot more relaxed and at ease delivering your content and allows your listeners to absorb what you're saying. Hmm. So things like that. So I've got a free video series where I look at the power of pausing, the importance of pace when you speak, you know, like increasing the speed at, at times when it's, it's okay and slowing down the pace as I'm doing right now during the key message or during the sales pitch stuff like that so it's impactful speaking it's master speaking techniques it's in the uh, free video series you can download it from my website which is sampresents.com.au. Sampresents sam presents s-a-m-p-r-e-s-e-n-t-s dot okay. com dot au yeah. and um yeah and just um, show notes. i'll make sure just for listeners
0: i'll put then the show notes so if um if you're driving along, just go back to Cashflow Candy um, to my website and um, you'll be able to cut and paste it or have a link that clicks straight
1: through to that. So I'll set that up for you, Sam. Thank you, Annette. Thanks. It's been so much fun. So much fun talking to you and a half hour before we went live. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love fun interviews. Thank
0: you so much. Um, and, oh, yes, I think, I think what you're actually offering is probably the – one of the, biggest uh, bottlenecks that stop people from speaking is the the fear of sounding stupid or the, the fear of the execution. They just don't want to look stupid on yes. stage or in, in, in front of that meeting or like you were saying in a boardroom um, and being able to give them those yes. communication
1: techniques is just you know second to none. So thank you for passing that on. It's so helpful because I do think like at once you can speak consciously, so you know what you're doing and you know why, so it's about putting your mind to how you deliver um it really alleviates the nerves and therefore you don't get the hot flushes and you don't get that prickly look on your neck or you don't become that um constant speaker or you don't run out of air or you don't become too fast because you've given the, the time and you know what to focus on the redneck <laughs> that's it <I> <laughs>
0: the red neck. so many people that I train in sales that when they get nervous when they
1: speak they get yeah they get a flush red, yeah. yeah they look like they're a little rash mm, yeah, yeah. So and look, also um, body language is important. I see people that constantly use their hands because they're trying to make their point and they're, they're struggling with their words. So they're using their hands and it's like you could throw your washing in. It's like a washing machine. <laughs> the hands constantly <laughs> do the moving. Um, when, and it's a, all of this is a distraction to your message and hand gestures need to complement or enhance your message. Otherwise mm-hmm. you keep them still. So unless you're shown and taught what to do, then you're likely just to kind of keep using your hands as the go-to thing. Mm -hmm. But there's some really, really simple things to know that can just settle you right down. And, and that's my aim is just to help people feel comfortable getting their message out there and, um, you know, be a success for themselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It's been really um, enlightening. love to hear your journey. Great. I really wanted to hear your journey. I know we've never been able to sit down just to have a good talk to connect. So it was great yeah. that way to actually find about you and yeah. also get your message out there. So um, everybody, if you would love to be able to learn more from Sam, um, you've got that three part video series. So go to sampresents.com.au. Is that correct? That's correct. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sam, for sharing your genius. Absolute pleasure.
2: Thanks, darling. Are you selling your products or services one-on-one and continually saying the same thing over and over again, thinking there has to be an easier way? That's where learning to sell on webinars is key. Annette Lakovic's six-figure webinar sales system will help you grow your list fast transform your sales, and get your business out there in a much bigger way. If you're a service-based business, coach, consultant, sell information, education products, or courses, then you must start truly leveraging webinars. Webinars will take your business to the next level and help you serve more customers, stop you having to sell the one-on-one model, and start with the one-to-many, giving you more time to work on your business, or just have more freedom to do the things you love. The Six Figure Webinar Sales System is a simple step-by-step training system that not only creates hunger and desire for your customers to buy through webinars, but generates a robust sales funnel to keep building your empire. From crafting your talk to getting bums on seats. Heck, she's even giving you Facebook training to drive more traffic. You can grab it now for 50% off with your Cashflow Candy Listener's Code. Just type in cashflow50, all one word, at the checkout.